Hello, hello, and welcome to another Hometown Daily, Season 2, Episode 258 for September 15th, 2023. Tonight we're going to discuss, well, of course the UAW walks out, they're on strike. Cheap burgers on National Cheeseburger Day. Ununity. A year after the Met Museum raises prices. Because the site formerly known as Twitter is a dumpster fire. I need to become a fire department clerk in Buffalo. Archaeologists find the Mayan version of Slytherin. I have a gesture that I'd like to show Microsoft. RTX 4070 price drop, maybe. And the attack librarian. So welcome to another hometown daily. crazy cat lady yeah i started a little early today it is not 9 p.m yet i'm kind of thinking about moving things to eight <laughs> um and and seeing uh because i've got a <laughs> I, i've got a, a the hour before is a, that i start all of this um has is freed up a little bit um and so I was considering moving everything to uh, eight o'clock instead of nine o'clock. Um, and the AI is not here today. Oh, so let me do that. Uh, I am Merwad. That is hometown.com. And the AI is on vacation. <laughs> um, so we've already selected, I should say, I already have all 10 of the articles. So let's get into it. Um, the very first one is about the UAW. Uh, I think it's kind of, I was trying to be cheeky with this title because it's United Auto Workers. Of course, they are on strike and they're walking out because they're on strike because they're auto work. Never mind. I, I don't know. So the very first article, let me do my transition. <laughs> it's a total hot mess here. Um, UAW strike update. What's next as auto workers walk out three facilities across three different states went on strike at midnight in the first wave of union work stoppage. This is going to get messy. Caitlin Lewis over at newsweek.com put this together. UAW negotiators have been working uh, with the top three automakers, Ford Motor Company, General Motors, and Stellantis for months. Stellantis sounds like something that I would find in the game Starfield. Maybe that's what their aspirations are. Anyway, for months on a new set of contracts for employees bringing to the table a list of demands, including double-digit pay raises. Meh. Increased paid time off and enhanced benefits. Son of a gun. If it really, really sucks to have aspirations for work-life balance and actually a livable wage in this day and age. I know it really sucks. Um, yesterday, I <laughs> linked to and talked about a, a multimillionaire that sat there and said, hey, I think everybody should just start getting fired and uh, maybe unemployment increasing would uh, show everybody that they should be uh, on bended knee and, and um, you know, kissing the ring of the millionaires because dot, dot, dot. 
Um, well, no, see, this is what happens. <laughs> you know, people need to get paid and you can't have billionaires running the companies um, and, and not, you know, spreading some of that wealth. The reason why companies exist is because of the workers, not just because of the people. You can't run a company with no employees, but every one of those employees could spin up their own company. So, you know, when it comes to taking risk, I think employees have a bigger burden because they don't have copious amounts of money from either investors or from I don't know, being born in the right time or class or whatever. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at odds um, with uh, speaking against things like unionization or uh, workers' rights. And not everybody, you know, the whole place shouldn't be, it shouldn't consist of people going, well, you know, um, I'm being harmed i'll let somebody else deal with it later um i'm gonna go somewhere else that's just it, it shouldn't be how it is i think everybody should be kind of brought to the floor um and uh, have to justify why they're treating people like crap and meanwhile they're rolling up in their a hundred thousand plus dollar cars and uh visiting from their third home that kind of thing yeah it's just it's about equality. Um, and I'm not even talking about things like realigning wealth, redistributing wealth. I'm just talking about having some freaking respect for those who are actually working within a corporation. Um, anyway, Friday marks the first time in UAW's 88 year history that members are going to strike against all three major U.S. automakers. The union represents roughly 150,000 employees across Ford, General Motors and Stellantis. Uh, among UAW's requests to manufacturers include a 40% pay increase over the next four years, cost of living adjustments, the elimination of wage tiers and heightened retirement benefits for all employees. Yeah, I'm not sure why anybody would get bent out of shape about retirement benefits for all employees. Uh, the U.S. Postal Service actually got slammed by having to capitalize their entire retirement fund instead of just capitalizing those who are about to retire and so that there was generation of revenue e equal to who was being retired. They had to fund it all, which basically put a ton of downward pressure on the U.S. Postal Service. And that largely allowed other mail services to swoop in. Then you have somebody that's kind of cannibalizing, hacking up the infrastructure of the USPS, supposedly to make it all better. Eh. So it's these abusive policies and procedures and practices and whatnot just kind of needs to be spoken about and uh, the uaw is doing it via strike because nothing else seems to work um just like that rich person yesterday said that all of the workers need to go on unemployment and maybe that will help them you know settle down a little bit a uaw strike sends a message to stockholders stakeholders investors and whatnot 
everybody that has something to say about it. No, we are not just a resource for you to drive into the ground, unironically, auto workers. Anyway, let's go on to the next article. Uh, the next article is probably the one time you'll be able to afford fast food, it seems. Um, I actually went through a fast food place uh, today and a, a combo meal was $12. 12 bucks for chicken sandwich, 12 bucks. Anyway, um, this is over at the Hatch Ideas channel. McDonald's is selling 50 cent double cheeseburgers for National Cheeseburger Day. Wendy's is giving them out for a penny. Burger King is also doing something. Uh, but it says here in the little snippet, Wendy's and Burger King are running discounted burger promotions on September 18th. McDonald's is doing the same thing. Um, wow, I feel like I didn't do the transition on that one, but that's okay. We'll keep moving forward. Nicholas Vega is the author of this and um, it's over at CNBC in their make it section. So remember folks on September 18th, you can go in and you can get one cheeseburger for 50 cents. The rest will, like Crazy Cat Lady says, um, a large fry at our local McDonald's is uh, 480. I'll round up before tax of 735. Uh, 7.35%. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fries, five bucks. Um, and then if you get a drink and you get a, 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 a regular price like cheeseburger or Big Mac or something like that, then you're looking at like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. I'd rather sit down at a regular restaurant and order something um, like when you, so you can actually sit down and it's still 12 bucks. You might have to get a glass of water instead of a Coke, um, but you'll still get a, an, an actual burger, you know, like something that you can actually hold and it doesn't look like somebody ran over it in a Abrams battle tank. So the offer is available only to customers who use the fast food chain smartphone app. This is the McDonald's one. Others, I think you can just drive through. It's the latest app-based promotion from McDonald's, which in July gave out free fries in honor of National Fry, uh, National French Fry Day. Um, and earlier this year, McDonald's offered a six-piece McNuggets. Um, if you use the app, they give you various freebies from time to time. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, I try to shy away from fast food, but uh, sometimes, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to go get some uh, fast food. The last place that I went to took so long, it stopped being fast food. Um, I felt my beard get longer. That one was pretty amazing. But the meal was great. Okay, let's keep on going. Come on rifle through these oh and before i get too far into this jeepers creepers throw these all into the chat so you can follow them to your heart's content they are over in the um election page as well over on hometown.com but and they'll be in the show notes so if you're interested in this kind of thing you can always check that out um this uh, next article is over in the mobile channel Mobile game studios with billions of 
uh, downloads pledge to turn off Unity ads. So this is the un-Unity segment. For whatever reason, Unity has lost its mind and is trying to charge per install of the runtime for Unity. So if you install it, uninstall it, reinstall it, it's supposedly going to be uh, another charge, 20 cents, to the developer. And it's supposed to be retroactive, which I think is actually illegal. Um, we'll see if a class action pops up. Um, defenders of developers need to unite and bring some attention to this more so than they are right now. But mobile game studios with billions of downloads pledge to turn off Unity ads. It's one of the things that you'll get a lower rate charged to you as a developer if you have Unity ads, a service from Unity, embedded in your app. The video game industry is in an uproar after Unity, an extremely popular tool for making games, announced it will begin charging developers a fee every time someone installs their game. My firewall will be setting itself literally on fire trying to stop the packets from going to Unity. Now, uh, mobile studios with billions of downloads are striking back with a pledge to turn off ads that are a source of revenue for Unity. In an open letter that was created on Thursday, Studios said that Unity's new runtime fee, as the install fee is called, jeopardizes small and large game developers alike, made without any industry consultation. Well, greed doesn't need consultation. It just needs an audience. So, and the way that I likened this was in other conversations that I've been having, it, <clears throat> this is the same as D&D. Uh, D&D uh, &D fired off this greed about changing its policy and people who made over X amount of money were going to get dinged with a fee. And the entire industry railed against it and I I don't know how many people switched over to Pathfinder and other open source role-playing games um, because D&D &D, uh, made this <laughs> dramatic shift. And again, it's just like that in that Unity didn't do this at the beginning of its rise to utilization. It waited until everybody was utilizing it and they're utilizing it. And there was some type of um, expectation of performance at the given rate. Now, I know that there are people out there that have already told me, well, it doesn't kick in until $200,000, but when it does kick in, <laughs> it can be significant and it's 20 per install. So if you have a lot of installs and the game isn't a very expensive item, it doesn't matter. It's it's 20 cents an install and it's still at a $200,000 price point. And if you have to pay developers, $200,000 in a year isn't that much, depending on what the game is. It may not even make money within the first year, two years. It could be breaking even, if that, even at $200,000. So it, it, it doesn't really make sense. 
and for it apparently to be retroactive you know if somebody can tell me that it's not retroactive then um that's great but my understanding is that this applies to everything that has the runtime uh, including older games it has the install it has the runtime if somebody pulls it out of their steam library and reinstalls it it will ding them 20 cents so i think it's asinine but with that we'll keep on watching this and see what happens i think unity should um swallow its pride and say oh okay yeah, we'll go back to the original one but i understand what a ceo's job is it's not necessarily supposed to care about its customer base it's about profitability so i guess burn unity to the ground is the ceo's mantra as long as at the end of its uh, of their tenure they are making money uh in the stock market so i suppose that's the energy around this so let's keep on watching this and we'll report out what everybody else is reporting out we'll just consolidate it and we can chat um let's keep on going Uh, this next, oh, I'm sorry. You know, the article actually was, I need to continue with this because I totally just kind of blew past uh, the actual source. Gordon Pearson over at vice.com put this article together. Um, then the deck statement says that its studios are biting, are fighting back against planned changes to the popular tool that could charge a fee every time a user installs the game or a game. Um, but that's basically what this all comes down to. I've read so much about this from various sources that when this floated through initially, we had one article yesterday about it. And then uh, today um, there's more talk about this. And so I, I just summarized it really quick and kind of jumped through it. But uh, studios with their names attached to this letter uh, include Azure Games, Voodoo, Homa, Century Games and 15 others. Motherboard reached out to several of the signatories to confirm their participation, but didn't receive an immediate response. And Unity did not immediately respond to a request for comment. And they won't until, um, I guess, they get somebody versed in PR to unwind this um, because this is certainly turning into a dumpster fire of a policy. Um, in Q3 2022, Unity posted revenue of $171 million from Operate Solutions, which includes ads. Um, despite this, the company is not profitable, leading to uh, it to make drastic pricing change that is now angering developers. So this is the whole reason behind it, naturally. Um, but Unity has said, if I recall correctly, that others are already agreeing to this. But that's exactly what happened with D&D. Um, but then D&D capitulated. I think that that's probably what needs to be done here. Find something else than this rather oppressive uh, policy, at least in my perception. Um, but again, I'm not the CEO of Unity. I'm not driven by the same you must increase the bottom line or you will be no longer you will be invited not to return as ceo so that is their entire job increase the profitability well if they increase revenue 
and increase profitability, even if they lose customers, they're still doing their job. And then people might forget, people might accept if this would have been slow boated out, you know, instead of just zero to 60 in 1.2 seconds and, and, uh, you know, <laughs> just, I think a rather oppressive policy. Okay. So let's keep on going now. Now we can keep going. Come on, Marijuana. Okay, so the next article is over in Hometown Daily. Samsung to bring artwork from the Met Museum to its frame TVs. Uh, frame TVs aren't necessarily the cheapest things on the block, but you know, price is subjective. Um, Samsung is expanding the art selection available in its frame TVs with the help of a renowned museum. Today, the company and New York City's Metropolitan Museum of Art um, announced a partnership that will bring 38 pieces from the Met to Samsung's art store. The new uh, artwork is available through a subscription pricing cost either $5 or $50. So $5 a month or $50 annually, save 10 bucks. Um, so this comes on the heels of the Met last year and others over the course of the year. Um, uh, and by others, I mean museums, um, raising their entrance fees. This is just another way of garnering revenue. And for 38 pieces, five bucks, if you have a frame and it, you know, it's mounted in a doctor's office or something, or you have them uh, again, they're not cheap. Um, then five bucks a month isn't a big deal, right? Right. But it's, the nickel and dime, the constant nickel and dime, nickel and dime. You have to find out what you really want. And I think that's kind of like a, a fiscal spring cleaning is what everybody is going to start going through. Do I really need this service? Do I really want this here or there or wherever? Um, I think that's what's going to end up happening is people are just going to get tired of it. Like I gave up Adobe uh, just the other day. I uninstalled it off of the uh, two computers that it was installed on, deactivated my licenses, canceled my uh, subscription, and I've done it to other things now. I'm finding out what's more important to me. Um, you know, I could pay it, but why? I mean, you're talking about if you're paying full boat because you're not a student um, or you're not getting it from your um, employer, or whatever you're you're looking at $60 a month um, for the full cloud service uh, the create cloud um, and uh, it, it may not be worth it to you so turn it off um, you're in charge of that but talking about it you know I think people need to talk about it but the Met is going to be getting some funding from Samsung. And apparently they need it because they raised their rate, their entrance fee, $5, I think it was. And that's what others are doing now um, as well, raising their rate. So the article's over at The Verge. Chris Welch is the author. Um, and it's reiterating 38 pieces from the Metropolitan Museum of Art are coming to Samsung's subscription based art store. And those frame TVs are pretty. They're pretty, pretty. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So they have these nice 
uh, semi-custom frame. I think you can select um, from various types of frames and it looks like it's an art piece, but it's actually a screen. It's like a wafer thin, you know, really thin. And so you run power um, back behind this and into the wall, just like you would with anything else, except that it looks like a freaking picture. It's pretty amazing. Like a picture frame. It's almost a great name for a product frame TV. Wow. Who knew? Anyway, um, the article actually has uh, what some of these pictures are going to be. Uh, let's see. Do they have a price here? No. The 2023 edition of the frame is available in numerous sizes ranging from 32 inches to 85 inches. And it says at the back, the art store is backward compatible with previous models of the, the frame. Yeah. I mean, it's just a simple store. One and done kind of a thing. All right. Wow. If this is what your office consists of or your living room consists of. Wow. I don't know. I guess that would work. I know that somebody in hometown would just plow into that thing. And I'd have to get another frame. All right, let's keep on going. This one's going to irritate everybody. I think this next article is over in the word in law. Musk's. Uh, I don't even like saying it. The website formerly known as Twitter revokes paid blue check from the United Auto Workers after strike called because this is the bastion of free speech, the a-hole. Last night, when the clock struck midnight, nearly 13,000 workers at Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis went on strike after the so-called big three car companies failed to reach an agreement with the UAW. By Friday morning, UAW discovered that X, the website formerly known as Twitter, and I slipped because I will not accept it as being that, um, is what appeared to be a pretty petty move by the platform owner and Tesla CEO Elon Musk that had stripped their accounts verified status, The Intercept reported. Maybe it's an accident and he'll say sorry. No, who's kidding? Um, anyway, after a report called out Musk's union busting, UAW's blue check got reinstated. That's right. Like everybody who is uh, a sociopathic millionaire, billionaire, pardon me. I got to get that letter right. Um, Ashley Bellinger over at Ars Technica, the deck statement says after a report called out Musk's union busting, UAW's blue check got reinstated. So you showed them, Elon. The move seemingly makes it harder for UAW to maximize uh, reach for its posts on X, just as workers have begun striking, demanding better wages and other benefits. Ford has claimed that the deal UAW was negotiating would have doubled automaker labor costs, and The Intercept noted that, the, uh, that often wage increases won by union workers trickle down to non-unionized uh, workers like Tesla's. That perhaps worried Musk, who seemingly has a financial interest in keeping auto workers' wages low and a history of union busting. Earlier this year, Musk lost a court battle and had to delete a tweet that threatened Tesla workers attempting to unionize. He's also being... Well, now he's in negotiations with 2,000 people um, 
who he refused to uh, compensate for what they had earned, apparently. Um, and uh, they started to threaten a, a lawsuit. And he said, oh, we'll, we'll keep some negotiators busy and you can go into uh, mediation. So according to Axios, Tesla pays lower wages than the big three automakers currently faces, faced with striking workers with Tesla paying an estimated labor cost of $45 to $50 per hour compared to $64 to $67 per hour. This is Musk's way of saying, don't get uppity, Tesla employees. I can always just, I don't know, automate you. So that's probably what's going to be coming. <laughs> the company previously was found in violation of labor laws, banning workers from wearing pro-union shirts last year. The NLRB ordered Tesla to revise its policies to make clear that it does not prohibit production associates from wearing black union shirts. There was also tension earlier this year when Tesla autopilot Buffalo-based workers tried to unionize, alleging that they were treated like robots and pressured to skip bathroom breaks, well, you will eventually be replaced by robots. I warn people uh, weekly <laughs> that if I can take your job and turn it into a series of steps, you are an equation and I can put that in a robot and replace the biological function with a technological function and while I find it distasteful, people who seek profit over society, uh, they have zero compunction about replacing humans with robots. Yep, that's right. Because a CEO that has a whole bunch of robots is making money constantly, and they don't have to sit there and, and be friends with somebody who has to work for a living, Dear God, let's not be crazy. But let's continue on. Um, I need to actually back up just for a second so that I can throw this article into the chat and this article into the chat. There you go, folks. If you are so inclined, this next article is over in hometown uh, <clears throat> daily a fire department clerk in buffalo reportedly was paid more than five hundred thousand dollars over seven years even though she didn't show up for work and actually had a second job i titled this one i need to become a fire department clerk in buffalo um a buffalo fire department clerk was reportedly paid more than half a million dollars despite not working jill Repman collected checks for 7.5 years while on administrative leave after being accused of tampering with plant payroll. <laughs> the fox in charge of the hen house. Um, she was working another job while she remained on the city's payroll per investigative post. That's pretty spectacular. Uh, the articles by Sarah Jackson over at businessinsider.com. This is pretty amazing. Um, I love the pictures that are, are listed here. Um, the picture says, uh, underneath the, the caption says, Jill Retman, not pictured here, reportedly received more, uh, more than $500,000 while on administrative leave from her clerk job and got a second salary from another job, investigative report, or sorry, investigative post reports. Um, pretty amazing. 
there's more to this, I, I'm sure. Uh, why? What was she doing? How could it have existed this long? Um, I know that people who are in charge of payroll can kind of mess things up. Usually it's a small amount, you know, uh, um, I've or witness to someone m missing, a, a a check that has some fundamental impact on the bottom line of a paycheck, but $500,000, it's a hundred thousand, it's over a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? So seven, no, 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 I'm sorry. It was seven years. So, um, just under a uh, hundred thousand dollars a year and uh it never showed up on somebody's it's what her salary was and she just kept on getting it apparently the disciplinary charges brought against her were never resolved and the city kept her on its payroll the news organization reported all the while she was working a second job in payroll at a home care agency doesn't matter who it is that she got a job at but if I'm working somewhere, if I'm supposed to be working somewhere, I'm on administrative leave and it hasn't been sussed out that I'm not supposed to get paid, I guess, you know, if I'm still on call, but just not getting tapped, I still have the responsibility. This one is kind of rough to, to, uh, I would feel weird, you know, getting a second paycheck from the job that is <laughs> investigating me. But I suppose if it was never resolved, then she's not really guilty of anything. So, hmm. So I wonder what's actually going to happen here, right? Buffalo City Hall did not immediately respond to the request for comment. A call to uh, Allwell's payroll department, which I think that they shouldn't even be messing with, um, shouldn't have been responded to. I, I think that is actually kind of um, in, in poor form, but hey. Um, overemployment, which refers to workers having multiple full-time jobs, often without informing their employers, has not or has been a hot topic this year. It's basically because people supposedly can work from home and can abuse this policy. White-collar workers in remote roles say juggling multiple jobs has helped them double their salaries amid high inflation, though there are some risks, including being found out. Most employers say, if you're going to work somewhere else, clear it with your primary employer. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody should have known about this. <laughs> and if she wasn't doing her job, she shouldn't have been paid. But I guess she was on administrative leave, so she would get paid until resolution of that based on the terms of her pending dismissal and investigation. Well, she had a lot of free time, so she capitalized on it. I have no dog in this hunt, but I think that they should have resolved this a whole lot faster than how it is right now. It shouldn't have been newsworthy. That's for sure. Do your quick review, get it done, get her back to work or terminate. Seems odd that it ran this long. Okay, let's keep on going. This next article is over in Omtown Daily. That's the name of the show, but it's also a channel over in Omtown.com. Archaeologists find lid of ancient vault with snake symbol at Mayan Palace. This is the 
home of the Mayan version of the Slytherin house over in Harry Potter land. Uh, researchers discovered the stone artifact in the Acropolis or Royal Palace of Ekbalem, an ancient Mayan city inhabited for more than 1,000 years. And they would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those darn invaders. Um, archaeologists find lid of ancient vault with snake symbol at Mayan Palace. Aristos Giorgio is the author of this over at Newsweek.com. Let's see here. The stone block was used by the Maya uh, as the cover of a vault, Mexico's National Institute of Anthropology and History said. Researchers found the stone artifact in the Acropolis, or Royal Palace of Ekbalem, an ancient Mayan city in the municipality of Temajan in the Yucatan state. Um, the site was inhabited for more than a thousand years, thriving during the late classic period, 8600 to 900, which marked the high point of the Mayan culture. And this is the picture of it. This is the vault cover that was discovered at a, at an ancient Mayan site. Uh, I wish they'd have a, maybe they've got another picture of it somewhere. Nope. At least not on mine. I'm kind of protected in hometown, so it's hard to see uh, some things that are displayed, but this doesn't have, it doesn't look like it has a, a brighter version with higher contrast. Um, but there's the tail and it loops around to something right here. I'm not sure what that is. And then back up and around and there's its head. Um, but it's this red tinted kind of um, tribal tattoo style. Um, which probably could have, I don't know, this looks like maybe it could be, oh, it has the same thing right here. It's like this little shield on the snake's body in three different places, at least. Um, so yeah, looks pretty cool. I dig that kind of thing right there. Anyway, the largest structure at Ekbalem is the Acropolis, whose interest resembles the mouth of a monster with enormous fangs. The Acropolis contains numerous rooms. More than 70 have been found to date. It is among the largest uh, constructions in Mesoamerica, the historical and cultural region that extends across most of Central America and the southern parts of North America. Pretty cool stuff out there, folks. We keep learning more and more about our history and what has led us to where we are today. Who knows if uh, the Mayan weren't invaded or relocated or were impacted by some other... Uh, event who knows what these old ancient uh civilizations would have become um, as they capitalize on their buildings instead of people building on top of their buildings or the forest just taking over the whole damn place it's pretty cool all right let's keep going um, the next article is over in uh, Warcrafters, and I think it's only because it comes from PC Gaming. Um, Control Shift Alt Win L is the most cursed Windows 11 shortcut combo. <laughs> and, and I don't know how somebody finds this out. Because uh, I, I don't think that there's a manual on every single command that's in Windows, it seems. Like it's almost an Easter egg hunt. When it comes to force feeding Windows users with in house product, let's just say Microsoft has form. Course they can't stick to naming the same thing i have interaction with a product that in 
uh, I'd say by the time it's settled, it's shaken out to what it is today. It has changed its name five times. Um, and, and in that time frame, the time frames eight years. So it's changed its name quite a bit. Um, so, but even the Microsoft standards, the revelation brought to our attention by Rudyism or Rudism, sorry, Rudism on the website formerly known as Twitter that keying up control shift alt win L takes you straight to LinkedIn in your default browser. <laughs> um, and <sighs> Windows just seems to be like a 20 gigabyte virus. Um, Jeremy Laird over at pcgamer.com. It gives, it sends hundreds of data points of telemetry back to Microsoft. The only one, the only version of Windows that you can disable that with or, or disable the ability for it to give telemetry out um, is the academic version of it for institutions, academic institutions. Um, otherwise, it's all firewall, firewall, firewall um, and uh, GPO and stuff like that. So Jeremy Laird over at PC Gamer put this article together. Uh, the deck statement says professional social media hell is just a keyboard combo away. Yeah, and this one's hidden. I mean, you wouldn't find that in a keystroke uh, on a, like a mouse click. Maybe you, can you actually find that? Hold on a second. Let me see if I can actually do a search for it. No, it pulls up. Um, it tries to pull up at least search results. Anyway, there are apparently others like this. And did I throw this into? No, I didn't throw this into the chat. So let me throw it into the chat. Um, and you can follow this link through Omtown over to keyboard shortcut hell. There are other similar shortcuts for MS clobber built into Windows 11, Control Shift Alt Win W opens Word 365, which I believe is now just going to be like the whole thing is just going to be called 365. Obviously, select elements, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, etc. Um, Control Shift Alt Win T opens up Teams. Um, I have not installed Teams, but teams and SharePoint seem to be installed. Um, and it always reaches out Hey, I'm here. And my firewall wants to set itself on fire because it's so tired of having to deal with it. it says here X or P on the end. Likewise opens browser based 365 versions of Excel and PowerPoint respectively, though O opens the actual outlook mail client. I wonder if there's like a O365 if you do that. You hit O and then 365 and that'll open it. Probably not. <clears throat> anyway, shortcuts. If you're a power user, every once in a while you get used to just mashing those keyboard shortcuts instead of what I do when I and I use <laughs> I I don't know if I would even classify myself nowadays as a power user, but, uh, I really don't like keyboard shortcuts. Yeah. You know, I set everything up so that my important, 
links are right there in the shortcut bar. Just do it fast right there. Anyway, uh, intriguingly, it says here in the article, there's a list of useful shortcut combos on Microsoft support website, and there's a link in the article. So go check it out. But it doesn't list the LinkedIn shortcut nor other shortcuts to MS apps running in browsers. Like I said, you just have to drunkenly stumble your way into this keyboard shortcut hell and uh, face roll across your keyboard from time to time. And maybe you'll find, oh, I closed all of my browsers kind of a thing. Let's keep going. Got two more articles. Will I make it under an hour? The race is on. This next article is over in uh, Warcrafters. Looks like Nvidia has effectively cut the RTX 4070 price to $550 in response to the RX 7800 XT. Hey, look folks, it is the embodiment of competition. It's the thing that I want more of. It's the thing that consumers benefit from and mergers and acquisitions should make you really hate mergers and acquisitions because it constrains production. It removes competition. It raises the prices for things. It limits the expansion of features and capabilities. Why? Because all of that costs more money. (laughs) If a company can sit there and say, no, 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 you'll just take what we give you and you'll be happy. Thank you very much. Um, They will do that because they don't care. They want more money. The NVIDIA RTX 4070 looks like it effectively had its base price cut from $600 down to $550 as a host of retailers and manufacturers are now offering cards for a new cut down price. And one of them is a, what they say in this article, freaking across the Spider-Verse card. All right. Um, They say here in this article that uh, their colleagues at Tom's Hardware spotted the trend. This is a PC Gamer article, though. And this is certainly in response to the reception given the recent AMD Radeon RX 7800 XT, which launched at $500 and was warmly received. The author of this card says, I mean, I liked it, but that's mostly because it was a full $100 cheaper than the RTX 4070. Um, the 4070, by the way, operates damn near identically to the RTX 3080. Um, so if you have it, if you have a 3080, don't bother upgrading because it's pretty much the same thing. The only time the 3080 uh, suffers is uh, DLSS. So that's about it. Um, Dave James over at PCGamer.com put the article together. Quote with uh, the deck statement says, uh, with so many retailers and manufacturers suddenly dropping the card to $550, it's hard to believe um, it's not somehow incentivized by NVIDIA. Um, what's interesting about this is it, it, it it's really these, the competitors have a very small margin um, for their cards because they had to play catch up after NVIDIA didn't announce what the partnership pricing was until after they announced theirs. Now everybody is kind of responding to whatever NVIDIA does. Although NVIDIA is pretty much focusing on AI number crunching. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it says here that it was cheaper than the, 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 um, sorry, the AMD Radeon RX 7800 XT, which 
It's a really short name. Um, was $100 cheaper than the RTX 4070. See, AMD, that's a short name. You got to get on board with this short name. Um, anyway, it performed as well, if not better in a lot of games, according to the author. 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Guess we'll see. I hope that this continues. I hope that people are tired of paying $1,500, $1,800 for a video card when you used to be able to buy an entire computer for $1,500, including a powerful video card. But I guess that's the uh, old school version of some guy telling you to get off his lawn. In this case, get off my land. Interestingly, though, there is no discount in the Founders Edition card from Best Buy, but it's still on sale for the original 600 MSRP. I have an embargo on Best Buy myself uh, because when you used to go into the store, if they happened to spot that you have a piece of electronics, they would stick this stupid sticker on your case or the device and it would always leave residue. And so I called the person out one of these days and said, hey, why don't you go tell the manager that this is a stupid policy? And uh, it's been five years since I've been back. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can hold the grudge. Anyway, buy online. Okay, so let's go on to the last article. This last article is in uh, the Law Nerd section and Law Nerd channel over on Ometown. Um, I would love to launch a show called Law Nerd here in Ometown. Um, so if you're an attorney and you want to sit there and jibber jabber on, um, you can talk about the law here on the show. Um, although there's complexities with that, so we'd have to talk about it. Anyway, this is absolutely what we need to start calling the lawyer in your life. You won't be able to unhear it. Now, I've already heard this. Um, this is at AboveTheLaw.com. Catherine Rubino are the, uh, is the author for this. And uh, I love what they do here. Um, there's somebody in my sphere that calls themselves a doctor and is a JD. And uh, no, you're not a doctor. You're a jurist doctor. That's not a doctor. Anyway, there are actually a lot of things you can call a lawyer, attorney, counselor, esquire, plus the job specific titles like prosecutor, solicitor, barrister. The list is long, but don't call them doctor. That's just dumb. A attorneys across the board will sit there and say it's dumb. Well, anyway, what you should be calling attorneys are attack librarians. Yeah, I like that. So it says here, uh, there was a time not so long ago when the author would have, would have agreed, but then they heard the term attack librarian. Combining the penchant for research with an argumentative streak is a brilliant move. And honestly, attack librarian is the platonic ideal of lawyering. Admit it, your life is better now that you've heard attack librarian. You're welcome. Okay, so if you've never heard of Above the Law, go and check out Above the Law. This site is awesome. Um, while they do talk about 
things with a, a, a tinge of legal ease, the snark and humor and the, the legalistic take on it um, is brilliant and approachable by anybody. Um, you don't have to be an attorney to really, you know, comprehend what's going on over there. So it is a fun site um, and I truly do dig them. So uh, I'm always happy to push people over there if if you want to go and check it out. It's pretty cool. Anyway, that is it for today's show. Kind of quick, just under an hour. Look at that, folks. Is it even? It's only 930. And I started early. I was going to uh, do the show um, at nine o'clock, but I've got a free hour in front now um, earlier. Sorry. And so I'm thinking about moving the the show to eight o'clock, but we'll see after a year and nine months of doing the show. Um, the first year bouncing around and then sticking to the nine o'clock hour. Um you know, I, I would like to get more people in here and, and chatting about stuff. So tell a friend, come on in. Um, if you follow here on um, Twitch, as soon as I go live, uh, you'll get an alert. But typically, we'll be doing the show at 9 p.m. Eastern every day until further notice. Um, I just happened to try this out today at, at 8.30, so... At any rate, that's it for today. Um, we always go back to the very front page uh, right before the end of the show. I uh, refresh it. This is the our main street, um, our front page, and they have all kinds of um, articles. I don't know what's going on in my world right now, but uh, I've been watching Big Bang Theory, and it's shown up. Big Bang Theory little snippets have shown up in my YouTube even though I've never watched uh, a Big Bang Theory anything on my YouTube in, I would probably say, four years at least. Not even a little, you know, funny little segment that happened to pop up. Anyway, Big Bang Theory gets one medical moment wrong in Sheldon's scene, according to the to doctor. I don't know why that is even in here. I have no idea. Um... Up here is another one. The Wonder Years canceled at ABC after two seasons. This was re, uh, reborn um, at uh, ABC. Um, let's see what else is going on. What else? X will now tell you if someone deletes a post you annotated with a community note. They also have made it so that if you like something, you can suppress people finding out that you like something, but it would still register as a like, which is kind of, kind of spineless. I mean, if you're going to sit there and like something that's scummy, then why don't you lean into it? You know, hero, just like it and let everybody know just the, the your character. Because it isn't just about you being there. It's about the content of a person's character. And uh, liking something that society thinks is the antithesis of the contract. That's the only reason why you would hide it. Why uh, Why else would you hide it? You know? Um, Meta's next smart glasses may have just shown up in FCC filings. I wonder what those are going to be like. That's going to be interesting. 
Um, I still won't buy anything from Meta. And uh, let's see what else is going on. If you find anything that you're really interested in, um, you can either um, post it either on Discord or in a comment. Um, you can send an email to mayor at hometown.com. You can leave a comment over on YouTube because everything gets funneled over to uh, YouTube eventually. Um, usually it's the next day. Nowadays it's the next day. I used to do it that same night, but um, I get pulled away. Uh, at any rate, State Department renews ban on the use of U.S. passports to travel to North Korea. Well, you know, people aren't getting really treated. Well, some people. I don't know how often rough rides happen in North Korea, but I won't be going there anytime soon. Uh, and I don't know what else. So take a look, noodle around on that front page and uh, keep on going. I mean, there's hundreds of articles just keep on hitting or actually there's several thousand um anyway go check it out thank you very much that's the end of the show i am mayor watt that is hometown.com and i am getting out of here take care everybody bye bye